Lita Sullivan heard a knock at the door of her four-bedroom townhouse one rainy Friday morning. For the past year and a half, the Atlanta socialite had been living alone in the second home that she and her wealthy and now estranged husband had purchased in the Tony neighborhood of Buckhead, known as the Beverly Hills of the South. Her husband, James Jim Vincent Sullivan, was right where she'd left him, in their $2 million, 17,000-square-foot mansion in Palm Beach, Florida. The couple had been married for nine years, and although she knew he'd cheated on her numerous times, she could stay no longer after she found a long, straight blonde hair in their marital bed. Lita was a light-skinned African-American with short hair, and Jim was white with curly brown hair, so it obviously wasn't either one of theirs. The divorce battle had become increasingly acrimonious as Jim fought Lita's attempts to gain a fair settlement. Jim told mutual friends that he was ready to fight dirty and use any scorched-earth tactics necessary to keep Lita from diminishing his $8 million fortune. The judge was scheduled to release a key ruling that day on the validity of the couple's postnuptial agreement. If Jim lost, Lita was poised to receive a sizable chunk of property and cash. Lita's best friend Poppy Marable and her three-year-old daughter were still asleep upstairs. They'd stayed the night as moral support for the hearing. But it's also possible that Lita was scared to stay at the house alone. Someone had rapped loudly on the front door at 4 a.m. a few days earlier, but Lita didn't open it because she wasn't expecting anyone. When she heard someone knocking on this Friday morning, Lita could see through the glass panel of her front door that a delivery man was standing on the step, holding a narrow box of long-stemmed pink roses. She'd recently been organizing decorations and entertainment for the annual New Year's Crescendo Ball fundraiser at the Ritz-Carlton to benefit cystic fibrosis, and perhaps she thought someone was thanking her for her efforts. It was a little early for a delivery, only 8.20 a.m., but she decided to accept it anyway. What woman didn't love to receive a box of long-stemmed roses? Buckhead was a quiet, upscale neighborhood, after all, with the governor's mansion right down the street. As soon as Lita opened the door, a tall, forty-something man came into the foyer and handed her the box. And before she knew what was happening, he'd pulled out a nine-millimeter handgun. Lita backed away, instinctively raising the box in front of her face to try to shield herself from injury. The first bullet missed her, but the second one found its mark in her right temple. She dropped the flowers as she fell to the floor. Woken by the gunshots, Poppy and her daughter ran first to the bathroom, then hid in the bedroom closet, fearing that the shooter would come upstairs looking for them. But they were in no danger. The gunman immediately took off down the driveway toward the street, leaving behind a house full of French antiques, Baccarat crystal, and a Chippendale mirror. In fact, he was in such a hurry to flee that he almost got hit by a passing car, stumbling, skidding, and waving his arms for balance as he headed toward West Pace's ferry. A neighbor, who happened to be looking out his window that morning, saw the tall, skinny delivery man with the flower box knocking on her door. After watching the man go inside, the neighbor heard some clanging and thought maybe Lita had thrown something at him because he burst out of the townhouse as if to escape pursuit as he ran toward the main street. Minutes earlier, Lita's next-door neighbor, Bob Christensen, had also seen the tall man outside their units. Christensen noted the man had a receding hairline, looked weathered as if he'd had a rough life, and was wearing gray pants and a green jacket. After hearing the two gunshots, Christensen ran over to Lita's to see if she was okay. 
Finding her front door ajar, he saw her lying in a bloody puddle in the foyer. The flower box was on the floor, and the roses were scattered near the staircase leading upstairs. She was still breathing as he dialed 911, but barely holding on. Christensen immediately linked Jim to the crime. That son of a bitch had it done, he thought.